mainstream media is dominated by the right and the left. The majority in the middle are left without a voice. You've reached the Conservative Hippie Podcast, a common sense look at life, the universe, and everything. Here's your host, Jay Frat, the Conservative Hippie. Hey, hey, that's me. Hello, welcome to the show. If you haven't listened before, I am Jay Frat. I am the Conservative Hippie. Thank you for coming. This is not a podcast where I will tell you about my Patreon and, and seek your money. What I seek is a sense of community. I want to be a part of your community, and I want you to be a part of my community. Together, we will get through this crazy time. This podcast is a little bit special. This episode, I'm not going to give you a bunch of clips. I'm not going to have some overarching theme and storyline. I just wanted to turn the mics on, go hot, and kind of give some overall perspectives in the situation that we're dealing with right now. And I think that it's important because so many perspectives are jaded by their own lens, where they're coming from, the cognitive dissonance that's in their brain, and it's infecting your brain. I mean, mainstream media is supposed to be our guardians, our watchdogs, of the power structures that are in play in politics, in government, in military. So I just wanted the mics to go hot. I wanted to have a conversation with you. I wanted to try to take a 90,000-foot view of what's going on, where we've been, to stretch out this timeline. Because I think it's important to sometime sit back and ask the questions. It's the questions that are important in your head. It's not necessarily the answers. And so often you have to question when someone is going to (laughs) spoon-feed you answers to your common sense questions. And I see a lot of people just go down these roads of of just being... spoon-fed information, and, oh, okay, that must be true, and that fits with my narrative. And so then they start to ignore the common-sense questions that are in their head. Let's start off with 9-11. No, I'm not going to do a deep dive into any conspiracy, and I'm not going to um, tell you anything. But we do have questions, right? The 9-11 event and everything surrounding it was strange. It was anomalous. That's not hyperbolic to say that. That was an anomaly in our history as a country. And we saw buildings come down that shouldn't have come down, including a building that wasn't even struck. We've got flight plant, flight recorders. How do I want to say this? The, the flight path of the plane that hit the Pentagon was an extremely difficult procedure to pull off from people that had didn't have that good of training flying airplanes and where was the wreckage of the plane that went into the pentagon what part of the pentagon did it hit these are all just questions how did building seven fall 
It's normal to have these questions about this event. Now let's take a step back. What happened after the event? Our leaders, our bureaucratic leaders who are supposed to represent us, had a very nice plan that was already packaged. It was actually packaged and planned before the event. And what was that? That was the invasion of Iraq to spread freedom. It really had nothing to do with 9-11, but it was packaged after 9-11. We have to go fight them there so we don't fight them here. Okay? We went to Afghanistan. That was apparently where the training, quote-unquote, training camps were. We've been in Afghanistan now for almost 20 years. Have we found those training camps yet? Oh, it's to prevent future training camps from happening. Okay. There's nothing wrong with questions. In this time of broad censorship, we are being trained not to ask any questions. We're being fed a narrative. Okay, let's let's move on to another one. Barack Obama, hope and change. Hope and change you can believe in. I believed in it. I volunteered for his campaign. A lot of us, we, we were all about it. There was a feeling in the country that we were on the precipice of changing the fundamental direction of our government. We didn't like what our government was doing in the world. That was the hope and change. Remember, to get us out of wars to fundamentally change the system. What happened during Barack Obama's presidency? Okay, there was a bailout. Sure, sure, yes, oh, it was needed, oh, uh, mortgage crisis, all of that. But who got bailed out? It was the large institutions. Did we pull out of any of the wars? No. In fact, we expanded under the Barack Obama presidency We had our hand in regime changes in foreign countries. Okay? These are just questions. Why? We can say, well, why did that happen? Barack Obama was about hope and change, creating a fundamental change in the country and the way that government went about how we impose our, uh, our will across the globe. Now, some would point out, like, oh, yes, we joined the the Paris Climate Accord. Did, Did China join that Paris Climate Accord? Okay, yeah, they did. Were they held to it, though? No, they were not. China never, they, they, they signed their name to the paper, and they never lived up to it. So things kept rolling forward, right? If we're going to think about these questions, we're going to look from this broad view, things didn't really change during the Barack Obama years. Now we can go to Russian collusion. Russian collusion. Many years later, finally the truth came out that there was no Russian collusion. But I bet how many of you can name so many things along the way that were the we've got him now moment. The server at the Trump Tower that was connected to Alpha Bank completely debunked 
and most likely set up just as a piece to be a piece of evidence. The meeting in Trump Tower with Don Jr. and the Russian lady, completely innocuous, most likely just set up to be a piece of evidence. And we look back and we say, well, well, no. And if those of us who've been listening to the words of President Trump and not reading what they tell us that he said, but actually paying attention and, and getting it from the horse's mouth, he's always said very good things. If you put Barack Obama's face on Trump's words in his speeches, the whole world would be agreeing to it. They're all very nice. That's to take his tweets out of it and his counter-punching, sometimes, sometimes punching sideways, punching up, if you will. Most people would think punching down. We don't want to get lost in the details. So we're going to try to keep this, let's maintain this 90,000-foot view because Russian collusion right at the time that the Russian collusion was winding down and that doddering old fool Mueller got in front of Congress, and we all saw, well, I mean, he could barely put sentences together, and he couldn't recall anything. This was the guy that was in charge, the special prosecutor that was in charge of figuring it all out? Didn't that seem strange? Didn't you have questions at that time? And that went right into impeachment. There are so many people that think that impeachment had to do with Russian collusion. It didn't at all. It had to do with a phone conversation, Trump with the Ukrainian premier. They released the tapes. They actually released the transcript of the call. So many people said, no, it happened this way, it happened that way. What also broke at the same time that the impeachment was going down? COVID was landing in the United States of America. Trump gave a speech at the UN about personal and national sovereignty and the philosophy of it. It was a wonderful speech, completely blocked out by the impeachment there was per, the impeachment proceedings that were going down. One of my favorite podcasts is the one I did uh, on Trump's UN speech. You can go back and listen to that one if you want more details. And it's so important to go in and see the details. But we're going to stand above. We're going to stand above because the impeachment, in many ways, was just political theater. It was a distraction. What else was going down at the time of impeachment was the Ukrainian information was coming out about the Biden's involvement in Ukrainian politics. That's when that, that speech came out where, where Biden was talking off the cuff at the Council on Foreign Relations. And he was talking about how he pressured the premier, the president, uh, to fire a prosecutor. Why on God's green earth would our vice presidential, would our vice president be pressuring the Ukrainian president to fire his, uh, essentially, attorney general. Should we be meddling in, in other countries' politics like that? And by the way, there was a quid pro quo. Isn't that what Trump was being impeached for? 
it's on tape that Biden was going to withhold the aid, the aid package, the multi-billion dollar aid package for Ukraine if this prosecutor wasn't fired. So in this bizarro world, if we just take a step back, Trump is being impeached for the very thing we've got hard evidence that Joe Biden was guilty of. It's very strange for people that were paying attention at the time. So we we clearly see this pattern of projection, because in the end, the Russian collusion wasn't Trump colluding with the Russians. The actual subsourcing of the information was Russian information just to create the Russian collusion against Trump. Do you see the projection there? It's very strange times that we live in. What I find interesting, if we take go back to that 90,000-foot view, is what else is happening in society uh, in this last decade? The Internet is becoming more mature. Investigative journalism and, and citizen journalists are, are becoming to have a, a voice that they had never had before. More and more information is coming out that's available to us. I often talk about the fire hose of information. If you could imagine getting hit directly with a fire hose from a fire engine, okay? It will knock you off your feet. It's hard to take the fire hose of information and remain standing. So now we've got COVID. COVID's in the United States of America, and it's across the globe. And that's what they'll tell you. But Surely you've seen the conflicting information that has come out. And at every step, you are told that you cannot ask the questions. Even if you've got blatant hypocrisy staring you in the face, you are not supposed to ask the question. You're supposed to go along with the current line. Didn't that seem strange to you? Just the one, the one off the top of my head is masks don't wear masks. Masks don't work. Oh, we were lying about that so that masks could get to the critical first aid workers. Now you need to wear a mask. Have you seen the studies on the efficacy of masks? Have you seen the studies on the detriments of masks? I'm not here to debate those details, have you asked those questions yourself? Have you looked into those answers? Have you seen the number of deaths in the United States over the years and how consistent it is? Did you see that it remained consistent in 2020, even in the face of a pandemic? Surely you saw and you asked questions to yourself about how the flu season is always rough. It's a major killer. It's a major killer. Up to 80,000 people die per year of the flu. And you saw that flu deaths went to zero this year, 2020. It's okay to ask questions. It's the questions that are so important, because then you start to seek answers. And they undoubtedly lead to more questions. It's the very 
nature and the very exercise of asking the questions that's so important. Socially, it's important to ask the questions also. Who are the people that are pulling the levers of power? You know, so often we hear this term oligarch, and it's applied to Russia, because, you know, it's this broken system, and they've got all these oligarchs that are in charge of these monopolies, these industrial heavyweights, and they pull all the strings in Russia. And then you see, why did Mark Zuckerberg with Facebook go in and put $300 million into our election system, only in certain areas and with a certain aim? Have you asked that question? Did you know? that that was occurring. Bill Gates, it's wonderful. If you look it up, literally the definition of the word Bill Gates is philanthropist. At one time, he was the largest corporatist in the world. This titan of industry somehow completely changed the field in which he was working in. He applied what he had learned in computer software and, and corporate dominance, and now has applied it to our healthcare system. And not just our healthcare system, but the global healthcare system. Have you looked in, and taken a look at how much influence the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has amongst all of the global health organizations throughout the world? Have you asked those questions? It's not, there's nothing wrong with asking questions. Sometimes the answers can lead to a, a, a very happy ending. Oh, you know, Bill Gates. Bill Gates is trying to do something positive with his life. Bill Gates is trying to do something positive for the planet. He believes in, he believes in limiting the population on our planet. And doesn't it make sense if we have a finite resource in our Earth that at some point we, as a species, a conscious species, needs to tamp down our consumption of the planet? All right, right, back to that 90,000-foot view. I mean, again, just because I'm asking these questions doesn't mean I'm leading to any nefarious or conspiratorial outcomes. But we've got this guy, Jeffrey Epstein, who came on the scene for everybody. I mean, it was really weird. From my perspective, um, everybody was asking questions about the pedophilia nature of what Jeffrey Epstein was up to. Some would say the blackmail honeypot operation, but they were always crying out about the victims, the children. I, I was never focused on that. What I thought was really amazing was that we didn't know who this guy was, but he was apparently hobnobbing and working for and consulting some of the biggest global players in the world, including Bill Gates. Did you know that Bill Gates has flown on Jeffrey Epstein's plane a few times, and it was after Jeffrey Epstein was, was charged and convicted of the, whatever you want to call it, pedophilia, statutory rape. I, I can't remember what he was charged with and slapped on the wrist for. Have you asked the question about Les Wexner? Who is Les, Lex Wexner? Les Wexner. 
right? Oh, he's oh man, he's just an industrious guy, uh, built a built a global empire. Uh, Victoria's Secret. Oh, what what do they do? Oh, they're they're lingerie. What's the major marketing push for lingerie? Is models and models that wear the lingerie. So they've got access to all those models. Okay, we're getting into the weeds. Let's bring it back up. Bring it back up. So I'd always look looked at Jeffrey Epstein, and I thought, wow, that is amazing. What is he giving them in terms of value to where all these people come to Jeffrey Epstein? And it's always what what I found was it was always about foundations. I thought it was very strange that Jeffrey Epstein must have some sort of understanding of the legal mechanisms to create a foundation. And that's why the Bill Gates of the world were coming to see Jeffrey Epstein and how the Clinton the Clinton Foundation was connected to Jeffrey Epstein. There's nothing wrong with asking those questions. I mean, it is very strange. And now we're 20 minutes in, and I just want to ask you, do you have answers to any of those questions? Any of them. They're there. What happened during Barack Obama's presidency? Why? Why did we go from hope and change to just more of the same? Some would say more of the same on steroids. Has it ever been answered on why we went into Iraq and Afghanistan and we're still there 20 years later after a bunch of Saudi nationals attacked our country with airplanes. What was, what was the part of the Pentagon that was blown up by that plane that ran into it? What were they doing there? Have you had any answers to these basic questions? Why do you keep listening to the narrative that never answers the question. Now here we are with the election, the 2020 election. Uh, Whether you voted for Joe Biden, Donald Trump, or uh, old Joe Jorgensen, it just doesn't matter. You could see the strange things that were happening in the election. And the response to those strange anomalies. And when I say strange anomalies, we're talking about different states where the same type of thing happened, almost like it was coordinated. And it's natural for people to have questions. Have you seen the way that those questions have been attacked? Why, we, we had the, the, the guy who was in charge of election integrity from foreign interference tell us that this was the most secure election ever and that those pads would never be connected to the Internet. I believe his name was Christopher Krebs, but now we're getting into the details. We need to come back, come back. Just look, though. You're a common-sense person. I hope you are. If you're listening to the Conservative Hippie Podcast, you most likely are. What did they do in the face of those questions? They said, no, you will ask no questions as a matter of fact. It's wrong of you to ask the questions. Look away. Move on like we always have. 
And so it's very strange in this time where some people are trying to seek truth, how much of the media and our neighbors are trying to tell us that there's no there there. Was there no there there on September 11th, 2001? Was there no there there at the end of Hope and Change? Was there no there there when Joe Biden got on camera and said that he had a quid pro quo holding a billion dollars up for Ukraine for them to fire the prosecutor? Let's, think, let's talk about something broad. Let's talk about North Korea. I mean, isn't that just a big, huge puzzle? North Korea was always this something to be feared, going back to the days of George Bush, calling him the axis of evil, and every once in a while, little rocket man, as Donald Trump called him, Kim Jong-un would fire off a rocket to nowhere just to show us that he's got that rocket tech. And then all of a sudden, Donald Trump, they were always to be feared. Barack Obama told Trump he needed to worry about two things. He needed to worry about North Korea and that son bitch, General Michael Flynn. All of a sudden, Donald Trump's meeting with Kim Jong-un. He's going to Korea. They met at the line. All of a sudden, North Korea isn't firing off their rockets. Things are done in a different way. A veil was almost lifted over our eyes, and we saw the truth about North Korea and the possibilities that were there. Did you all notice this week, Joe Biden is the presumptive presidential elect about to take office? Did you see in the news? Little Rocket Man's back, and he's saying, oh boy, the only thing that can be met with with United States power is power, and we will do everything we can, and all that hyperbolic rhetoric returned. Do you not see, from the 90,000-foot perspective, how strange that is? Shouldn't we be asking questions? Just look back to this summer. This summer, we had wild cultural activities happen where a black man was murdered by a police officer. And that led to all of these riots that seemed to be engulfed and inflamed and fanned by a certain partisan element within our government. People who were almost positioned and in place in these key bureaucratic positions like district attorneys where all of a sudden rioting was no longer illegal and they were let right back out because you know social oppression and all that that they'd never believed in before so in this time when everybody was becoming woke to the struggles and the systematic um um, i don't want to call it racism but systematic pressures of of marginalized people, including minorities. Joe Biden is the candidate for president that this whole movement sees as an outlet to take over the presidency and change America. But we know from this 90,000-foot view, if you look back, oh, wait a minute, there's actually on tape 
Joe Biden talking about super predators. Joe Biden was a sponsor of that crime bill that supposedly the only thing people can agree with on Trump's presidency was his criminal justice reform, and it was mainly reforming the bills from the 90s that Joe Biden co-sponsored. Can't we ask questions? How is this? We had the Me Too movement. Again, a very important message, putting men in a position of power, excuse me, humans in a position of power to be on notice that they cannot use their position of power for sexual endeavors any longer, and it was okay to speak up. It was right to speak up. And so many people, so many women had a voice. Tara Reid was one of those people that had a voice. But it went from believe all women to, oh no, that needs to be squashed. Tara Reid gave a very emotional and impactful account of a sexual assault that Joe Biden committed against her. It was corroborated by her mom at the time calling into Larry King, asking advice for her daughter, who had a sexual harassment case at her workplace. Why weren't those questions brought to light? Why weren't they out in all of the major mainstream media narratives? Why have you been inundated with anti-Trump, negative Trump ads, articles, it's been incessant. It's been consistent. It's been nonstop. This watchdog, this vanguard of our society, investigative journalism and our powerful media that's always supposed to watch out, be our watchdog against corruption. Why has it been asleep uh, with so many different stories, narratives, angles, and questions. Because there are so many questions, and the media in many ways is supposed to represent its viewers, its listeners, its readers, right? Giving us the information that we seek, unless it's corrupted and no longer tied to that revenue metric. A small example LeBron James. I don't want to pick on LeBron James. I have no evidence against LeBron James, but let's just use him as an example as a member of the NBA. The NBA has become wildly dependent upon Chinese money. That's just a fact. The TV contracts, that's their growing market. So in a time when the CCP and people were trying to, to call out China and their Communist Party for some of the things that they were doing, the NBA and their spokespeople would say, oh, no, no, they're good people, don't look over there. And somehow that received a megaphone in the media. Then we come to the summer of social injustice and the rise against social injustice and oppression. And there they were. There they were. Basketball players were huge huge endorsers and would uh, proponents of speaking out against social injustice and oppression. 
But for some reason, it was all against Trump. It was all against America. Don't look over there. Where do you think LeBron James has his shoes made? Where do you think all of those garments that LeBron James is making money off of and selling, where are they made? But don't look over there. And in some ways, you could say, hey, let's look internally. All right, that's fine with me. Where is the curiosity in our media? Where has it gone? I'm going to leave you today just by saying just a personal story that I have to tell people because I I come across so many people that don't understand or want an explanation for why I voted for Trump in 2016. And I remember very vividly a conversation I had with a friend, and I said that I've been wanting someone outside of the bureaucratic class all my adult life, that I was against things like President Bush because he was a Bush, because he was in this bureaucratic class. Why did he, how is he vaunted, vaulted up to the upper echelons of politics, and why did we vote for him as a country? I did not. I always thought that was very strange. I supported Donald Trump in 2016 because he was an outsider. And if you listen to everything that he said, he was coming as an outsider to correct the very things that had bothered me with globalism and the way our country was becoming so dependent on Chinese goods. Chinese manufacturing. It was very strange that we weren't fighting this as a country. We were shipping our jobs away as if it was good for our country to have cheaper goods instead of American companies making things in America with American labor. It was always odd to me. Donald Trump spoke to that. But more than that, he spoke against the bureaucratic class and the corruption that I had clearly come to see as plain as day. So I told my friend, I want to throw a grenade into the system. Donald Trump was my grenade that I was throwing into the system, and I wanted to see what would happen. And I think that it's interesting And the reason I just wanted to pop the microphone on today and give this editorial is I don't see people asking enough questions. And not just questions of the top echelon of our political class. You know, great questions like if WikiLeaks showed the blatant corruption within the DNC, then how did the voters that make up the DNC allow that to continue? And where are journalistic vanguards exposing all of this? Instead, it was pushed off, and that DNC hack, the hack became the bigger story, not what was contained within. Why? We need 
to encourage and ask more questions, because I think it's not the answers that will wake people up. It's the questions themselves. It's the fact that people aren't asking enough questions. If they can see the statistics, and they can see with their own two eyes what happened in this election, why are the power structures in place pushing against transparency and audits? If people are claiming that they are against this bureaucratic power and Trump, then why are they supporting these bureaucratic establishments that are keeping information behind closed doors? Shouldn't transparency be the goal for everyone? Shining a light on our dark cupboards. So just encourage people. Encourage your friend. Encourage yourself just to ask more questions. If you come across somebody that has all the answers, just move on. It's usually the grifters out there or the people with an agenda that have all the answers for you. But asking those questions, that's the most important thing to me. And once we get more people asking these questions, and even of themselves, hey, you support Joe Biden, well, well why is that? How do you reconcile? You're, you're big on social justice and reform, but you're, you're voting for a guy that was at the very heart of creating this system that you're against now. Why is that? We need to ask more questions, because some of them should be easy to answer. A lot of them, the information is already out there. But one thing's for sure, it will lead to more questions. All right, that's it. Thanks for listening to me. Thanks for being a part of this. Hit me up if you want to. Uh, you know all the different ways. Uh, figure it out. You got you only, you only need a shovel. You only need to dig under one layer to figure out how to contact me in this show. Just like truth. You just got to put a shovel in your hand, and you just got to dig through a layer or two. And next thing you know, oh boy, more and more and more and more and more and more and more questions will come at you. Let's all be safe out there, okay? Keep your head. Keep your head about you. Get with your neighbors. Make sure you're, make sure you're safe. Make sure you've got everything you need in life with your family. And just be safe. Don't be hyperbolic. Don't jump. It's not about the highs and the lows. It's about evening it all out and putting one foot in front of the other and moving forward. Let's be friends. We're all on this cosmic spaceship together. Subscribe and share the Conservative Hippie Podcast. Visit our sponsors, SmokeAndJays.com. Everything for your smoke and lifestyle. StonerHoroscopes.com. Adora Zen dishes cosmic vibes for the stoner at heart. KickFromTheSpot.com. Soccer is American.